Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. So Josh, happy birthday, bro. Thank you. How old are you now? None of your business. Oh, really? Old enough. You're not proud of your age? No, it's sad. Are you embarrassed by your age? No, it's just sad. It's sad. How can an age be sad? When I look at my age, I'm like, I've done nothing. Sure you have. You've started a world-class podcast. We're listening to all over the world. Yeah, shout out to, uh, who is it? Who's our newest one? Um, Was it Kuwait? Shout out to Kuwait. Yeah, Kuwait. Getting in the game. No way. I think Sri Lanka was really? there. Really? Yeah. Man, it's crazy. I was surprised Estonia. by Estonia. Estonia. That was one, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And other regions. Well, we should check today and see if maybe there's another birthday treat of a new country tuning into our country. podcast. We'll maybe have to we check. can get that in Antarctica. Yes. Maybe that, we can that get that Science in Outpost listener. That's what we want. If we get an that's article, our, we That's quit, our ultimate right? goal. If once we get it, we just stop the podcast. It's like, <laughs> right. done. Right. We've reached the pinnacle. <laughs> totally. So as another little uh, birthday gift, we decided to watch your favorite Disney movie today, didn't we? Yes, we did. But I'm, first... I'm so excited to talk about it. we should do it. some uh, little introductions. Okay, we can do introductions. You want to take it this week? Yeah, welcome everybody to episode 21. We're now legal. What? Of? Of the... I Just chill, dude. <laughs> God, you have your own picture of everything in your head just because I do well, it differently. Well, I mean, you're just like, yeah, we're legal. They know what, we're, what we are. They well, listen to the intro already. It. They already listen to the but intro. you got to say it. How do you know? Maybe I put a Lion King intro. That was just the opening what? sequence of the Lion King. The Circle of Life opening? Yeah. God, that's Maybe the best that. start to a movie. It's so good. I know. Because the intro already said what we are. Didn't Why didn't it say because it? Because I'm putting it in the thing. Just say it. <laughs> Gah! We're the Animation Station Podcast, if you didn't already know that. Satisfied, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> He's dying on his birthday. I'm too old. <laughs> what are you, 28? Yeah. Nice. You sound 74 right now. Welcome, everybody, to episode 21 of the Animation Station Podcast. Nailed it. My name is Josh, and joining me is... Gavin. You caught me off guard. I was drinking. Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) A special birthday episode where Josh not only celebrates his 28th birthday, but dies in the process. it's his his last one, too. (laughs) Because he tried to drink water too fast. Yeah. 
Yeah. Don't do that, kids. I won't. So, what, what's bad. going on this week? We got any animation thingies? Um, we happening? got a couple. Um, let's see. Uh, the new Boss Baby trailer cool. dropped. Cool. Um, and I did get to see that in the uh, Rogue One previews. Oh, yeah, we yesterday. did. Yesterday. Yeah. No, we didn't. You I didn't. thought we did when we went and saw it. Where did I see it? I saw it recently. On my phone. It was on your phone? I posted it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's it. This whole weekend's been a blur. Yeah, so. it's been crazy. Um, but yeah, like I think last night we got, or yesterday afternoon, we got Boss Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Did the you get Pirates a... again. Okay. Uh, I'm excited pirates. for that one. Yeah. Um, we walked in at the tail end. Of, we were a little bit late. We walked in at the tail end of the Spider-Man one. Ah. And Guardians. Okay. So. Cool. Cool. It's all right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, nothing any not anything new. Not a lot of big news. Oh, you week. saw you saw the mummy trailer. Yeah, mummy yeah. trailer. That looked pretty good. I like a good Tom Cruise don't have to take my brain into the theater explosion type movie. Yeah. I like those. Those are entertaining once in a while. And this one looks good. I, I like Egyptology. Uh, well, before we go into, uh, you know, uh, what you did this weekend, the only other thing that dropped, we just had the two trailers. We had the Boss Baby trailer and mm-hmm. the Despicable Me 3 trailer. Ah, yes. Which, can you guess which one of those I want to see? I don't think you have any interest in Despicable Me 3. No, it didn't look good. That trailer was... Did you see the other two? I saw the first one. Did you like it at it all? A, it was all right. Okay. I really liked the first one. The second one was a pretty big drop-off for me. It had me. Miranda Cosgrove in it. Sure, I don't know who that it's is. It's Carly, bro. I never watched that show. Well, what was she it's in Carly. it? Carly. No, in Despicable Me. What uh, was she? The eldest daughter. Oh, okay. One. Cool. Whatever her name I is. I do like the little girls. They're adorable in they that. They were the only good part about and that And I movie. like Gru. I think he's amazing. But the, that second like movie is... Not very good, and I didn't see the Minions movie, That's even though right. it's like the second or third highest grossing movie of all time. It's stupid. I don't get it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that one I'll definitely see. There's going to be a lot of good animated things come out next year. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Yeah. There's one more left this year, right? Sing is the only major Sing's release it. that's left, right? Mm-hmm. Unless cool. they decide to up monster trucks. <laughs> the new classic. Wow. Yeah, that one looks terrible. But uh, oh, Storks comes out this week. What does? Storks. Oh, on DVD and DVD. Blu-ray. Cool. For the DVD and the Blu-ray. Nice. That's awesome. I think that's an owner. Would you own that one? Mm, I think I would own it. If there's like a director's cut of the movie where it's just the family, <laughs> then yes, you can skip to whatever scene you want on a Blu-ray. I mean, yeah, yeah well, I, mean, I really like that movie. I'll probably, I'm more than likely to get it. It's good. I still haven't gotten Kubo. I need to get Kubo. Yeah, I need to get Kubo. That's like top that. of the list to buy. And, uh, oh, everybody be sure and get your tickets for Mononoke. Mononoke. It's like in three weeks. Woo! That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Spirited Away was so cool on the big screen, and I'm glad they're bringing Mononoke, because I never got to see any of those Ghibli movies when Disney started releasing them yep, on the big screen. I think the only one that I've ever seen on the big screen was Ponyo. That's it. Well, They're it's, so... It, like most animated films, they are more impressive on the big screen. Hopefully Fathom will continue to do this because mm-hmm. I think they've partnered with G-Kids, which is like, I think, the distributor now mm-hmm. for all the Miyazaki stuff. Oh, okay. So, I mean, 
Nice. Yeah, they have like a bunch of the license, so it's like that's awesome. Well they those they should definitely. Up. And I think they realize they've got something because they sold out the uh, Spirited Away and they extended it an extra mm-hmm. weekend. So if if Mononoke goes well, I think that bodes well for the See, idea. I don't, know, I don't know if it'll go as well just because it is darker. Yeah, it's and darker. And Thornton's in it, but so. I don't know. I mean, it's really catering to Ghibli fans, which are yeah. mostly adults anyway. So, I don't think that's a problem. I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see it on the big So, screen. you had some news. It's gorgeous. What's my news? Oh, you were saying something. I interrupted you. No, I don't think I had any news. Interesting. You interrupted me saying some news? Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. Sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. That's all right. Did all you right. do anything special this weekend? Uh, we went to a party last night, a big, ugly Christmas sweater Christmas party, which was fun. You got to hear my uh, my Jasmine. Your ja- I did hear your Jasmine. You um, rocked a whole new world. Yeah, so I did, while we were caroling, we transitioned it into YouTube karaoke, and we eventually got to Disney, and you did a delightful Jasmine on A Whole New World. I thought so. Nice job. Is, is that practice for the chance to sing with Brad Kane at the expo? No, that's if that practice, happens that's again? practice to sing with Liam. Oh, to sing with Liam. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Okay, that, that'll be perfect. Oh, yeah, Brad. Like, did you say Brad Kane or King? Kane. Brad Kane. Oh, look, Josh Kane, Brad Kane. Hey, let's do I'm a duet. telling you, man. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I've, I've already got the song down. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not. Pretty I'm much. I got it. Pretty much. But, yeah, that's my voice is a little bit low and raspy today because there was much loud singing happening at the party and i kind of blew out my voice so yeah i have a more sultry velvety tone today that's not or it's just crappy yeah sandpapery is that it sandpaper i was going with you know maybe like a corduroy (laughs) so it's like oh it's this is kind of soft i have a distressed denim voice today (laughs) stone washed like a burlap sack type (laughs) nice all right oh that's fine all right you ready to get into this movie dude i'm so ready i love this movie so josh tell us what we watched so for my birthday decided to watch the best disney movie ever created in 1994 Ever, <laughs> we watched Disney's The Lion King. Yes, so good. Fantastic. I never get tired of watching this movie, and I've watched it a million times. Now, Gavin, you were telling me a story about like the intro to this movie. Uh, yeah, the cool thing that I remember as a Disney fan back in the early 90s is going to see the movie Aladdin, which I was totally pumped for. And during Aladdin, they released the teaser for The Lion King. And the teaser they released is that first scene with the Circle the of Life circle song, of song. And that whole opening intro with all of the landscapes that give you the entire picture of the savannah and where they are in Africa and all the animals and Pride Rock and everything. And then when it ends on that drum beat and Lion King, like that was the teaser and I, I can't tell you Something the amount was of like May excitement. 20, or May 20. May 1994. Well, yeah. And that at, when Aladdin came out, it was 92. So it was a two-year wait still. And that was just... It was so exciting, but it was so mean at the same was time. Was Aladdin a summer or was it a winter? I don't remember. I want to say it it was a winter. Okay. Because well, I think like Lion King was the first summer release. 
Yeah, but when you're a kid and you see a year that's plus two, you think it's two years yeah. away, and you know. But I can't tell you how exciting it was to see that as a teaser. It it was spectacular, and yeah, the anticipation that built up over those two years led to the fact that. I ended up seeing this movie 16 times in the theater in 1994. Jeebus. That may have bled into 95, as I know a lot of them at the end were like at the dollar movie. So, you know, it was, I was obsessed with it. It was, at the time, it was my favorite Disney movie, and it, it blew my mind. It's such a gorgeous it's work. So great. I love it. And then when it came out... A few years ago on in 3D, I saw it another couple times in the theater. So the total in theater for me is 18. But if I had to guess, I'm over 50 views of this at least in total. Because I've, I've watched it on DVD. Well, I watched it on VHS. Yeah, I don't know how many probably, times I watched it on VHS. Golly, I'm probably more closer to 100. I mean, I, I have watched this movie so many times. Cause yeah, I mean, you you know me. Like, if I watch something, I pretty much remember mm-hmm. the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So, for me to watch a movie multiple times, mm-hmm. it has to be really, really good. Right. Like Lion King Two, Simba's Pride. Seen it once. <laughs> Only ever needed to see it once. I know. I remember that movie. Mm-hmm. I know. I know pretty much. I, the character names, not so much. Right. But the rest, of it, I got it. I got it all up in here. Nice. Only had to saw it once. Same thing with Pocahontas too. Only saw that movie once. I still haven't seen that. Never I got the Blu-ray with, with both. Interestingly, the, there's a there's a tie-in with Pocahontas here. They started Lion King and Pocahontas production simultaneously, and almost all of the top Disney animators jumped on Pocahontas. None of them thought Lion King was going to be anything. They all wanted to work on Pocahontas because they thought that was going to be the prestigious piece the big next thing for disney was that 95 boy were they wrong yeah it came out the year after um i mean they did fantastic work on it glenn Keane animated the title character of yeah. pocahontas and she's amazing but pocahontas it didn't Nowhere come close near. to what lion king did it's really fascinating because most of the people that worked on it it was their first major production being like lead animators and things like that of these characters and from what I read, it sounds like it was really the a lot of the people who were interested in drawing animals, which not a lot of animators are necessarily interested in drawing naturalistic-looking animals. And so it kind of gravitated a lot of those people to it. And, man, what they came up with was amazing, and clearly it was a success. It is the number one highest-grossing hand-drawn animated film of all time. I think it sits currently at number six all time as far as um, all animated films. Or maybe that's just Disney. It's way up there. It's just shy of a billion dollars at the box office. So it's one of those Titanic movies. And then just the revenue stream that they've got with those two sequels you mentioned. Two different TV series now. with They had the Timon and Pumbaa yeah, one, no, and now they've got the Lion Guard. And then with the hugely successful long-running musical on Broadway... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably the biggest revenue stream ever of an animated film. We're getting a live action, too. And a new live action adaptation that is coming out in, like, three years? Two years? I think it's 20... I thought it was 2018. Really? That's pretty fast. Okay. So, I mean, it persists in a way that, you know, is positive. People still love it. It's 
it's a bona fide classic. It's one of Disney's very, very finest output. So I'm happy to talk about it today. It never gets old. No, no. Um, yeah, like I like I said, I love this movie. It was my favorite growing up. Um, uh, I can't remember if I saw it in theaters. I want to say I did. How old were you in 94? You would have been six? I was born in 88, so... Yeah, so you would have been six, depending on when well, it came been, out. I would have been five. Yeah, you would have been five, because it came out before mm-hmm. this month. I would have been five. Yeah. So I'm sure I saw it. I don't remember It's hard to remember that it, young, yeah. But... I mean, so did you get to see it in the re-release when they put it out in no, 3D? No, because I, I don't like 3D movies. Okay. Yeah, yeah not a, not everybody can do 3D. I understand that. Um, so really, your experience with it is on the small screen. Yeah, it's pretty much VHS. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, and yeah, through Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa. What a, what a weird, stupid show that was. I never saw it. Oh, I never man. watched it. Uh, the, only... the only auxiliary thing that I ever consumed was that dang video game that is the hardest video game i've ever ever. played in my life that yes so hard we've talked about that stupid game we did oh my gosh you know we should do an episode we should do an episode where we talk about like the disney movie tie-in video games okay we could do that like we could talk about did you ever play the toy story one no i didn't god that was ridiculous that's the one where it's kind of like free range like you can just kind of go anywhere and not really. Do whatever you want, isn't it? No. Huh. No, it's what like am a, I it's thinking like a of? Set. I don't know what you're thinking of. Huh. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's that one. There I played was... the Aladdin one. The Aladdin, the Aladdin one was cool. Was... Yeah, but that's hard, dude. It was hard, but Aladdin's it was. Hard, I passed too. that game. It was. Oh, it was cool. Super Nintendo games. They're not meant to be beaten. Yeah, they're all hard. It's not like yeah. Gears, where you can just like go and like mm-hmm. once you play it, you're like, okay, I guess I'll play it again. Well, and I don't feel like they had like a easy medium and hard level like no, you had to just like, play them at the yeah. setting that they were designed at like and... did you ever play the jurassic park game oh dude that's yeah ridiculous Th- that's so, so hard. hard yeah my brother had all those games and i would play for like five minutes and be like nope i'm out this is way too hard like, can't do it i would just go around like that first little area mm-hmm. and i wouldn't really do anything i wouldn't go down if you go down, then you're in the forest, and the mm-hmm. velociraptors will come and kill you. Right. But then if you go into the uh, the uh, visitor center, mm-hmm. the velociraptors will jump up and kill you. Yeah, it was and death so it's like, all around. No, I don't want to play this game. Like I would play it like deek, 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 my little Grant, and just be like walking <laughs> around. But that was it. Like I didn't want to play anything yeah. else. I'm like, oh, this is nice. Is Gallimimus here? That that game was ridiculous. But I think Lion King was harder. Oh yeah, it was so hard. So so well, let's let's get into it and let's just let's just go since it's your birthday. What do you love about the Lion King, Josh? Um, what don't I love about the Lion King? That's the well, thing. Well, I can probably name a couple things that you don't like about the Lion King because you've mentioned them before. You don't like monkeys, no. so Rafiki is probably at the bottom of your list of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which. I think that's kind of silly because I Follow think he's amazing. Follow closely, closely by Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, which I, I was going to say, Timon about. and Pumbaa are next because you don't like, care oh, about them. They're so funny and blah, blah, blah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't need, like like I've said multiple times, I don't need the funny comic relief just randomly thrown in here, stupid character. Yeah, but they're done so well. Yeah, they're I great, they're... but I mean, it's also like, I don't need you guys in the movie. 
I feel like you needed a little bit of it because it is a fairly dark movie and, you know, they didn't want to alienate all the kids and and or people who don't want a totally dark movie. So they needed something to lighten it up. And I think those characters do most of that. And this in the movie, plus another thing that I love about the movie, Mm -hmm. what do I usually like about movies? Well, romance. It got that romance. Yeah, it's got that wildcat romance oh, in the jungle it got steamy <laughs> it did they all they're like pouncing with each other yeah and he finally pins her and then she licks him on the cheek she and then lays she, back with those bedroom those eyes, eyes. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah something something was happening in the uh, tall jungle grass that night uh it was it was a serious romantic scene like there were times there like, are moments in that that I'm like, ooh, you guys got away with a lot in this it's scene. It's like Jack and Rose levels type stuff. Like, she gives me that, that <laughs> look of, like, paint me like one of your French lions. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's, it gets steamy. But it, it's an interesting moment in the movie because I, I always find it a little surprising that they're just so instantly, like, reconnected. Like, that, to me, is the only kind of hard to accept part of the plot is that their stories come back together so quickly i don't know i feel like there would be a lot more distance between them because they were little kids the last time they saw each other well yeah but i mean we're not talking like 20 something years like it would be for humans they are lions so it would only probably be like two maybe three years yeah that's pretty true that's a good point i never like, thought of it because so, I, mean, I was thinking about that during the movie too i was mm-hmm. like i wonder how old they are but then i was like oh wait they're the lions so they're probably like five maybe i don't know the length of the life of a lion do I you know. i don't um i want to say it's probably pretty decent 20 years I would say about 25 20, years yeah. i don't know that's that's an interesting question we'll have to look that up and see so how old would enough. simba and nala be when Simba is found. Yeah, I would we say, can make a you guess. Know, they're probably about three. So I would say maybe two years have passed. Yeah. Hmm. There's, a, there's at thought. least ten seconds. So how passed. much time... Okay, we have the great Hakuna Matata scene, which has one of those awesome you know, montages where characters grow up. So you see Simba become yeah, a full-grown male lion. Yeah, I would say, I would say one year, two year, three years. So you think that's like a maybe a two-year gap? Yeah, two-year gap. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. I love the way that they do that scene. It's one of my favorite scenes. Um, I just think it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's when they're walking across the log with all the different scenes. And uh, I love it. I just think it's so beautifully rendered. All of the environments in this movie yeah. are just amazing. You know, the creative team traveled to Kenya to really get an idea of what those landscapes look like, what the lighting is, and... You know, they really did a good job. One of the early working titles of the movie was King of the Jungle. And when they started doing all their artwork based on what they saw when they went to Kenya, they realized that really this is going to be in the savanna, not the jungle. And, um, you know, so that's one of the reasons why it was changed. They had a couple other working titles. One of them was The King of Beasts as well. And then um, what was the other one? I think I wrote it down. Oh, King of the Kalahari, which that kind of would have been cool. But uh, I'm kind of glad they went with the Lion King. They they went simple with it. 
Yeah, I mean, They're it makes like, sense. Huh, well, he's a lion. He's the king. Yeah. King, okay, lion king. Lion king, yeah. It's like, could, should we call it king lion? Close. Close. Let's swap those. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, all their research paid off. And then they would also bring in live animals into the studio so that they could, you know, sketch lions, you know, right in front of them. So they really got a good feel for... Uh, the anatomy and the movement of these these animals. You know, they brought in baboons and uh, what is Pumbaa? A warthog, warthog and uh, um, a meerkat, meerkat for Timon. And you know, they brought in all these animals so they could really get a sense of how they move and and look and walk. And I think it's cool that Timon spends most of his time walking on his hind legs because meerkats, you know, famously like to stand yeah, up on stand. their back legs. And um, I mean, I just they did such a good job with rendering the movement and the look of all of those animals and then putting them in those beautiful environments it all just man it just looks spectacular every time i watch it yeah it's, it's so, so good. good so um what about the the music does this is this one that strikes you when it comes to the music yeah i agree i mean uh like, like we said from the very start yeah you have the best opening of any disney movie period might be any animated movie it's just I mean, it's a movie it's a perfect opening to a scene to an opening scene to a movie yeah i mean it's up there with other great movies too but definitely in the world of animation top-notch intro i can't think of any disney movie that's close maybe aladdin i do like the opening of aladdin it's kind of cool and we have like just wonderful music throughout. Yeah. Um, we've got so the first song we have. We have the Circle of Life. Yep. Then we go into the Morning Report. Just kidding. Uh, about the morning yeah. Report. It's the reason it was cut. Um, but it's in the musical, the stage version. And it's in. And it's in and the. It's on the Blu-ray. They added it back yeah. as a scene you can watch if you want. Which, but no, it's all no. right. Um, so, I think it ruins the pacing. Yeah. Of that and then we scene. go into uh, Can't Wait to Be King. Right. Which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. After that, we've got Scar. Best With villain song ever. Be prepared. Um, then we go to Kuna Matata. Yep. Then the then, Doomy song. Can you feel the love tonight? And then we ended off with Circle of Life again. Yep. And all throughout is that amazing Hans Zimmer yeah. score. I think the music on this movie is so amazing. It's just really beautiful. And it's great. They use, I don't know if it's like just like a... Uh, not really like a ripoff, like a homage to it that they use in the Lion Guard. Oh, really? But it's basically like the exact same score. Okay. And it's really, really good. So kind of inspired by yeah. and using like, the same uh, themes. Like, yeah, the song when like he's running, like uh, Simba's running yes, through the desert and everything. I love that scene. They're playing that, and that's like in the Lion Guard. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like kind of in the intro. Mm-hmm. Like it's like an homage to it. It's really, yeah. really good. Nice. Yeah, I mean the the soundtrack is you know iconic it was it was a huge hit um another interesting fact the soundtrack for the lion king is the only animated soundtrack that is certified diamond status which is going platinum 10 times really yes so it is a huge hit yeah i mean you got elton john tim rice and Hans zimmer all creating magic it was it was a huge hit. You know, Elton John had had a resurgence of popularity in the 
early to mid 90s and was a huge star again you know after the the 80s was kind of like a down period for him but he came back with a vengeance in the 90s and he was a huge star so when he got on board with this film you know it just it gave it a lot of star power so i know this is one of the ones that i had the soundtrack for i think i had it even before the movie came out and nice. just i loved every minute of it did so he good. do any more of the songs or did he just do uh, him and he Jenny and tim yeah he and tim did all five of the songs that are oh, really? sung in the movies yeah and then he did pop versions of all of them oh, that see, i've never heard the pop I've, I've just well heard, in just the closing his... credits you can hear him do oh, can okay. you feel the love tonight yeah i've, I've, I've heard yeah. that one i didn't know that he did like yeah he did all of them mm-hmm. yeah it's, That's it's interesting it they don't always work as well when they're just standalone elton john songs they were clearly written for the movie with the style for the movie but they're neat they're they're good um not as good as the versions in the in the movie, in the movie. They, yeah. that rarely happens i mean i don't like you know a lot of them like who did oh demi lovato did let it go on the soundtrack like the pop version of it and uh, i mean it's okay it's but it's not as good you know so anyway the the soundtrack's stupendous um what do you think let, let's talk more about the story because i know you're a story guy yeah this to me except for that one point that i made earlier it's one of their most perfect stories and interestingly it's really the only truly um original story that they've ever really done up to that point like everything is so clearly based on an existing fairy tale yeah. an existing children's book something and you know they took inspiration from hamlet and from the moses story in the bible but it's really a, a standalone story um you know there were bambi it it has similarities to Bambi. Would Bambi was was written based on a children's book? Oh, it was. I mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So, tell me what you think about the story, because I think it's one of their most perfect stories. It is. I mean, cause we we start just get a brief one minute synopsis. So we start. Oh yeah. So no, Josh Kane, sixty second synopsis. Do, no, do it. This movie's too good for a sixty second. <laughs> the sixty second synopsis are usually garbage movies. Mm. Like Braves. Okay, I'll let you do one for That's Pinocchio because I know you want to. Oh, that'll be when like, we get to that. Okay, that'll okay. be a fun one. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, because like, we start off, we have the the introduction of young baby Simba mm-hmm. to all of the Pride Lands. Um, then we go like what you said. We go straight into the villain right after the title card. Yeah, I love so we go, it. Title card, mouse scar. Yes. That's it. So good because you've introduced the good side and then it's like okay here's what he's up against and you go right to the villain i think yeah, it's like perfect. in aladdin we wait a little bit before we get to jafar yeah that's true we don't like, see we don't, him we right don't get, off the until bat we get back to the palace yeah and then you're like oh okay here we are here mm-hmm. here's jafar yeah but yeah like this one's like he's like boom he's there well there is that scene where they're out going to the cave of wonders how early is that where he sends the common thief into the cave that's afterwards is it yeah okay sidetrack sorry because he meets jasmine first oh does he yeah he meets jasmine and then he goes to the cave of wonders okay well no he does yeah but there's the scene at the beginning of the movie where jafar sends that common thief and he realizes at then he has to find the diamond in the rough remember the cave tells him it's really early anyway i didn't want to sidetrack you 
keep going about the story of Lion King. Now, I would like to know a little bit more of, like, the Simba and Jafar. Because it doesn't seem like there's that bad of a relationship there. You mean Simba and Scar? Uh, yeah, Simba and okay. Scar. Okay, I was like, Dang. wait a second, Simba, where are you going Simba with this? Simba and Jafar, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's, like, a... In, because Simba's like, hey, Uncle Scar, how's it going? Well, I mean, he's a kid. I don't think he gets the politics involved no, in I mean, I, the yeah, royal I, I family. No, I mean, I but it doesn't seem like, you know, Scar's been overly mean to him. No, because he's a manipulator. Yeah. He's not uh, an outright, you know, negative force. He's a he's a puppet master, you know. He wants to manipulate things and, and play get, them in his and favor. And Scar basically saying that mm-hmm. when he's like, you know, when it comes to brains i got the lion shit right but bronze I'm yeah weekend so he can't do anything physically against mufasa so he's got to scheme in which is what he does for the entirety of the movie is he tries to scheme his way into this dystopian world that he wants for his own so but yeah i love the way that they go right from circle of life bam here's your villain scar it's yeah. a good good move um, then we go into, you know, he obviously tells Simba about, mm-hmm. you know, the elephant graveyard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but then, then we get to meet Nala. Right. And we get to see the budding romance of yes. young Simba and young Nala. <laughs> That's true. They're, they're a cute little pair. I love the way that they animated them as young lions. Yes. I thought they did a great they were job. adorable. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, when when they're adults, they're, you know, they're cool and everything. But mm-hmm. I really like them as young lions because they're so cute. Yeah. When they're young little lions. Like, I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and then we have the wonderful part. Like, we, we have a song. Mm-hmm. Great song. Mm-hmm. Then the elephant graveyard. So, wait. And let's, we get let's... our first hint of there's actually can be danger for these characters. Right. When the, before that's when that, we first meet the hyenas, the hyenas right? Yeah, because I mean, before that, it's just like, oh, well, this is like a, you know, everybody likes each other, you know, fun mm-hmm. little, you know, savannah romp. Right. And then it's like, oh, yeah, there's things that don't like <clears throat> the current yeah. situation. Mm hmm. Yeah, the hyenas are awesome. I think what they did with the hyenas is amazing. In the original version of the story that they created, it was actually going to be the lions against the baboons. And Scar was actually the leader of the baboons. So they totally rewrote this script several times. Well, and that's how it was going to be originally. Where was Rafiki in this? There was no... Oh, Rafiki was a cheetah in the original version. Oh. He was a cheetah. So they had a totally different map of how this was going to play out in the beginning. Like, how does a cheetah lift up a... Mm-hmm. Does he like grab him in his mouth and just yeah. like, kinda, like lift and him it up was, a little Well, bit it was going to be a totally different type of story. So I don't even think that scene would have been in it. And originally it was supposed to be much more of like a wildlife documentary style story. And I think that's why a lot of those animators were like, mm, I'm going to go do Pocahontas instead. Yeah, that sounds better. Because that doesn't sound good. That yeah. sounds like a David Attenborough like Yes, exactly. Earth, like, and here you see the lion. This is slowly yeah. stalking the wild beast. Yeah, well, it's not as cool. And like so many of the movies that we've talked about already, you know, halfway through – the directors changed and the story writers changed because, you know, the upper people were like, no, this isn't going the direction it should. We need to go in a lighter direction. Um, you know, the original director bailed when they decided to turn it into a musical. And, you know, so, so much of it changed. And I think it's interesting that it would have been baboons versus lions. Like, 
that would have been a completely different thing. But I'm glad they went with hyenas because what they did, I thought, was spectacular. And yeah. the way that they cast those main three hyenas with, was uh, so good. Cheech and Whoopi. And Whoopi and, and Jim Cummings, Cummings as Ed. I just think they're they're amazing. They're, they're great, like villain sidekicks. Yeah, like they're because I mean they're not like I mean they're they're bad, but yeah. they're really not bad guys. They're just kind of like well they're, this is they're this screw is, up. Yeah, this is how we have to be. Mm-hmm. So like this is just us being hyenas. I love how they play on the fact that you know hyenas sound like they're laughing, so mm-hmm. they made them like guys that tell terrible jokes terrible and jokes crack and up at them all the time. <laughs> I thought that was a That's really great. a really smart move. Then we have like the saddest of the Disney deaths. It really might be. It it gets me every time. I, I mean, are we, what other what is. other like Disney? De- I mean, I guess up, but it's Pixar, so yeah. I guess when Ellie dies. I mean, there are other. I mean, we talked about on Beauty and the Beast. Gaston clearly dies at the end. You don't. We see don't it, know if he dies. He, he could dies, have landed dude. in a in the water. He could be fine. Unless that gorge is filled with pillows. There is a water He's down dead. there. There's a water down there. Now you hit water river. from that height, and it's like hitting a brick wall. I'm, just because you watch Stranger gone, Things. Let him go, buddy. Right, he's no. gone. He's dude, gone. I'm not going to let it go. <laughs> yeah, no. In the Disney canon, I think it must be the saddest death. It's, Bambi's mom's It's sad. rough, too, because it's intense. You don't know if he's going to make it. It's touch and go. And then when Scar just lets him go off of that cliff, you're just like, oh, crap. This is seriously going down this way? I remember thinking when I was a kid, like, what? They're seriously going to do this? Yeah, Holy cow. Yeah. Long live the king. Oh, and then John gosh. Taylor Thomas basically crying. Yeah. And he's like, somebody, anybody. anybody. Like, ah, <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, and then Scar comes in again, ever the puppet master. He like, didn't actually did this. He didn't actually really kill Mufasa. He just let him go, and he was killed by the uh, wildebeest stampede. And then, and then he tells his minions to kill Simba. Yeah. After he manipulates him into thinking it's his fault, and he has to flee and never come back. So he's... He's always the puppet master. He's like that classic villain that has an excuse that he never held the actual knife, but he he's the person it's that like, did all I, the murdering. I only hired the guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I so, didn't technically kill him. I love him, man. He's such a great villain. He's just so perfectly evil and wonderfully drawn. He's yeah, one of the like, coolest looking characters ever. Yeah, and, and the manipulation that he does on Simba, just in that scene. Yeah, where he's it's, like, I mean, it's harsh. He really killed him. I mean, he wouldn't have died if he didn't come trying to save you. Yeah, and so what's a little kid going to do? Putting this all on a kid, too. Yeah. It's like, he does. I know. I mean, and really, he didn't have to do that because he was just going to have him... He was going to have the hyenas kill him anyway. I think... He could have killed him right there and, like, snapped his little neck or whatever. Again, he doesn't want the actual blood on his hands. Exactly. And but it's it's one of those, like... I think You could he, just be like, the hyenas, go get him. He's under his dad. I mean, yeah, but I think he also knows that his minions are screw-ups because they've screwed everything up yeah. to this point. So he has to have a backup. And the backup is he has to convince Simba that if he gets away, he can never return. And he clearly gets away like a minute and later. he doesn't want to return. He right. He has no intention yeah, until he was fully manipulated. Yeah. And... Then we meet your favorite duo. Yeah, we meet Timon and Pumbaa, <laughs> and they sing a song, and then Princess think, Try and Forget. I think what Nathan Lane and uh, what is something Simbala, what's his name? Some anyway, he does. They do a great job, and Ernie. 
Ernie Cymbala, that's right. They Their dynamic together is wonderful. I think they're a great comic relief for the movie. I think it, it adds the right element of just fun and lightness to what is a pretty dark story. And it gives him like a like frat bros to hang out with while he's kind of coming of age, you know. Well, it's he, not really it's kind frat of like, bros. It's more like parents, pretty much. I mean, kind of in the like beginning. I would say like you know like uncle-y type. Yeah, they kind of took him under their kind wing. Kind of great expectations-y. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. You know, like uh, he would be Pip, and they would both be. Uh, but I mean, a year later, I mean, he's just one of the gang. Yeah. You know, they're all just kind of a trio of equals, basically. Eating bugs. Eating bugs. Delicious. <laughs> I, mean, I hear they're slimy yet satisfying, so. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I love the way that they did that. I think it's hilarious that they have them eat grubs. Yeah. Dug then up we, under logs. Then we basically colors of the wind it. And they live in paradise, man. Oh, Where so they nice. live is so cool. Where in, like, what nature reserve is that that they're, like, just chilling in? Well, where they went in Kenya was called the Hell's Gate national reserve or something like that so i don't know if it had environments really you know like that or not i don't know but i would assume that there are i mean africa is such a broad varied landscape and you know it has everything from the sahara which is just rolling dunes of sand to really tropical places so i don't know there could be places in africa that look like that yeah i mean it's they live in a nice place, and then we get to meet Nala again. Mm-hmm. Growing who up, Nala is basically sheer conning. And I freaking love that scene where she's, she's, like, she's hunting like down, down Pumbaa. And like you see, you see her shoulder blade. She's just like, yeah, yep. here it comes. She's like, dinner. I love it. <laughs> Pumbaa, she's, she's like, gonna eat me. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I think it's the great. And then when they so much humor in it. And then like, when they realize like who they are, like he's like Nala, is that you? And, like, and, and then they just freak out. And it's like a reunion. I just I get tickled by that. Again, and, I think it's a little weird that they're like so instantly like reconnected, but I do think it's fun to see that reunion. I think they do a good job with it. And then we have the we have the lovey doveys. Then you have the can you feel the love tonight? And then they then Nala tells him off, and he goes and has his. Moment in the savannah with his, with his dad, Cloud Dad, and so, Rafiki. So we get the uh, a Jedi type thing. We yeah. get Force Ghost. Oh. Okay, that scene where Rafiki is leading him through that the roots and underbrush mm-hmm. of that, and you know, leading him to that little pond where he tells him to look into it. That scene where Simba's going through all that is so unbelievably incredible to me. I love that scene. The intricacy of the environment through which they're animating him is I, I can't believe that they pulled that off. Like it is an unbelievable impressive scene to me. Yeah, like, it's, it's also kinda I, it, I it look is at it kinda every rem, time. uh reminiscent of like uh of uh, Empire. When you know it goes into like oh, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. swamp and he's like, you gotta right. go you gotta go in there because you gotta yeah. face right you know, basically you inside. Yeah. And he does see his reflection turn into his father's. Yep. So it's that's true. really, really cool. That's true. But I wonder if that's kind of an homage. It, it would have to be, I right? I would assume. Yeah. I don't think I ever really thought of it that way. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, I mean, I'm a Star Wars and a Lion King fan. So <laughs> I am too. Just put I just, them all together. I don't ever, I guess I don't cross analyze as much as you probably do. 
but that's interesting. I like that. I, anyway, I just wanted to say that I love that scene. I think it's yeah, spectacular. It's really and then we go back to Pride Frock. Mm-hmm. This is like the only time that we've actually done one of these. Like we actually like not really kind of go scene by scene, but I mean kind of yeah. like plot by plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I mean it's a great movie, so it is. might as well do it. We'll probably do it with Hercules too. Okay, we so to do Hercules. We're back in Pride Rock when we. This is the first time we see like the state. Yeah, of things, we see right? what happens okay, yeah. with Pride Rock, and you're oh. like, oh, jeez. You ran it into the ground. It's like, oof. Looks like Detroit now. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, Detroit, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just this nice, once very prosperous place, and yep. basically due to, you know, too much hunting. Yeah, it's like, weird. There's... Like they really make uh, make it seem like because they screwed up the um, the, the food chain, much. it screwed up the entire ecology of that area. And so, yeah, it's like a barren wasteland now. It's in drought, and the herds have moved on, and they're screwed, man. Yeah, there's no good ending there, unless like, um, what's Simba's mom called? Sarabi. Sarabi. I could not remember that. And unless they take Sarabi's idea of moving, they're they're done. Bad idea. We need to get out. Yes, they should have, but. If they would have, then Simba would have never found them. So I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we need to leave. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we can't. Well, I mean, she does say that we have to leave yeah, while she he's there. That. Oh, so yeah. He, he is, she doesn't say that until later. Yeah, yeah she is kind of, he's kind of like like looking through the bushes. Like, That's true. Oh, That's we true. could leave. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have the best place, guys. Let's go. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Eat some bugs. So... What about that scene when Simba is traveling back, where they do that cool like double shot of him in the distance and in the and foreground, foreground slow mo? Like you, you see his uh, his feet moving, and you see him in the Incredible. back. Incredible! So cool. That's one of the neat things about this movie that blew my mind in 1994 and still impresses me today. Is they chose so many cool film techniques and cinematography choices and shots where they're using focus like in the opening scene there's that shot of the ants crawling up the branch Mm -hmm. and you see the zebras zebras marching by below out of focus and then they switch the focus so that the, the the branch in the front goes out of focus and they focus on the background of the zebras stuff like that is just incredible and then that scene where they show you him just running across those sand dunes in you know, up close, you see the slow motion of the paws, mm-hmm. and then in the distance, you see him, you know, running across the horizon, and oh, it's I will such say, a spectacular choice. Sim, uh, um, Nolan, Timon, and Pumbaa, very fast, apparently, because he had like a half a day head start. <laughs> they caught up quick. And yeah. they're like, oh, hey, what's up, Simba? And he's like, Jeebus, you guys are quick. Yeah, they uh, transported, I don't know how they got there so fast. Rented a car. Yeah. Just drove. They got in one of those safari jeeps and just took off. <laughs> there was a tour and they were like, get out. <laughs> get, out. get out. We need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got there fast. But anyway, I, I love that shot. Yeah. And then we have the confrontation with mm-hmm. Scar and Simba. And mm-hmm. basically he is still manipulating Simba to tell him, like, and yeah, the other you, lions. Killed, yeah. you killed Mufasa. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't deny it because, I mean... Really, that's what he's thought since he was a well, kid. Well, at first he says, it's your fault, and that's what he doesn't deny. And then he's like, no, fault. but he's like, well, do you deny that you know he died because of you? And right. you're like, well, no. 
Yeah. So still the manipulation. Yeah, so, so strong. Yeah, and then he basically gets him out on that ledge, and they have that mirrored moment of when ah, oh, so good. And then he kind of I don't know how, how he get just, out of that. How do you get out of that? Just sheer force of will, I guess. He because he had a grip on the yeah, edge has, on the ledge, and he just hoists himself I up guess. and because all the adrenaline. Body strength. Yeah, man. Well, he's a lion. To then go and pin him too. Yep. Well, he he has the brains, not the brawn. Yeah. Right. And then we have the cool fight with uh, like all the hyenas Everybody. just like gang like mm-hmm. gang attack him. Right. And then uh, you get to see the lionesses actually do something. Yes. Which and is you get to cool. see Timon and Pumbaa kick some butt, and then you get to and see Rafiki. Rafiki come in and do his Bruce Lee impersonation, and then we get the, which is hey, awesome. Call me Mister Pig. Uh-huh. We got yeah. to see that. That was pretty nifty. That was good. That's like that. And, and the, then that and the then it ends the in the final famous. showdown between. Yeah. Uh, Simba and Scar, which is cool. That super slow mo cat fight. I think it's literally. awesome the way they do those like slow mo punches. It's like, almost, it's like did, a boxing did you, match. Did you notice that I hadn't noticed it before, just because I probably wasn't paying attention. But like when Scar hits Simba, like you got saliva that comes out of Simba's uh-huh. mouth. Yep. Like, is this Rocky? He <laughs> just like punches him. It is very much like Rocky or one of those famous boxing movies. I think I think it's a cool choice though that they did. And it's it's kind of a brave choice because when they slow it down and you get to see it in, in slow motion, you really get to be critical of the movement. Yeah. And I don't know, I really dig it. I thought they did a great job of them slapping each other across the face because you really felt like there's a weight behind yeah, those like there's some, like, big paws hits. hitting the lion face. I thought it was good. Yeah, and then. And, okay, the cool thing about that scene is they heighten the drama by starting a wildfire at the same time. Yeah. That is such a cool choice, and to have them, like, leaping through flames, it just adds so much drama. It's like Simba's dangling on the edge, and Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, what should we do? This is kind of scary. Lightning bolts! Yes! (laughs) And we get some fires, like, oh, geez, okay, now it's heightened. I totally agree. It's such a cool choice to make and then you know with the healing rain that comes after it just plays towards the ending so perfectly and then simba gets to go up and do his do his cool kingly roar, roar. yeah that's so cool which was always an issue for him but he got that roar down oh, he got, it. He got it unlike kion who like gets it like in the first movie seriously so, yeah and now is that his kid yeah okay cool he so had... is that who we see at the end of this movie no. oh there's a lot of weird debate Family tree issues. Because apparently <laughs> there was a cassette book that oh. said that that was a boy. Like it was a boy cub. Mm-hmm. But then we don't ever get that again. And then Lion King 2, it's uh, Kiara? Kiara? Oh, so it was a girl? I think it's a girl. Okay. Because then they do a Romeo and Juliet oh. with Simba's family and Scar's family. Gotcha. So we get the Romeo and Juliet bit. Mm-hmm. And then for Lion Guard, they're like, okay, well, let's bring Kion in. Okay. And so now he's kind of like the prince, but she's the pr- crowned princess, pretty much. Got it. So Got he's it. not he's not going to you know ascend the throne and unless something weird happens to Kiara. But right. we obviously know that doesn't happen because Simba's pride. Yeah. But then we're like, well, whatever happened to Kion? Because he's not in Simba's pride. Yeah, they weren't. They're, yeah, they're inventing stuff at this point. They're just like, we need a bunch of cubs. Yeah, yeah, yellow. Yeah, exactly. But I, I I think it ends beautifully with a circle 
because we circle mm-hmm. back to that same sort of coronation moment of the new cub and uh you know it's the whole scene where the entire population shows up again to yeah. be presented the future king or queen whatever it is we don't know we'll <laughs> so, go with queen because canonically <laughs> right. it is Kiara, okay so. perfect uh so yeah it's just a great way to do it and then it ends on that that boom and then the lion, and king, the lion again. king logo all of it's again. just yeah. man they just the timing and pacing of that movie is just so perfect i love it they're, they're, there's not a moment ever in that movie where i think okay they could have trimmed this or they could have you know they needed something else here i just feel like the it plays out so perfectly and usually for me it's one of those i want to see more mm-hmm. like i want to see more mm-hmm. but with this it it ends so perfectly mm-hmm. that it's like, i can watch more that's totally fine like i'll yeah. watch the lion guard i won't watch the other ones really i mean yeah i'm I mean, not I really interested in timon and pumbaa if you try i mean I'm, yeah I'm sure, i like, doubt if it you go on the dark web you could probably find some timon and pumbaa yeah. like, on youtube or something but right but i mean i got got the lion guard and like, that's pretty much all i need and like my story with simba is finished mm-hmm. i got right it. yeah so are you, you're still enjoying the lion guard how far is the first season done yet? Are they I still in the first season? I don't know because I have to watch it on uh, the, the XD Disney app. Junior. Well, it's oh, not Disney on, Junior. Hey, it's Junior. Okay. So I have to watch it on the Disney Junior app, but I don't actually have Disney mm. anything since we don't have cable. Right. So it's really weird if it'll actually let me watch anything because okay. you have to be signed in. Right. Because like, you you sign in like through your AT and T or your Cox or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But since I don't have that. I can like junior. It's okay. I can kind of get a little bit of a workaround with that. It'll you just hit no when it asks you, and it'll be like okay, <laughs> okay. And it'll keep sometime, watching. It'll sometimes work and let you play Disney XD. It's like no, oh, you don't man. have this. Get out. But I mean, for Disney, Disney Junior or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, whenever there's an episode on there that I I've pretty much seen most of them. But mm-hmm. I mean, if they're not on there, then or if they haven't refreshed the list. Right. I mean, I've seen what they've got so far. Yeah. On the app, so. I haven't seen any of it yet, but from what you've told me, it seems pretty neat. I bought the movie on, uh, on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? So I do have the movie. Okay. Which is like forty-five minutes. I'll have to check minutes. that out. Yeah, I'll have to check it out for sure. So back to where we started a little bit. You know, I told you that all of the top animators, basically at Disney at the time, said. Uh, we'd rather work on Pocahontas than this because we're not so sure about this. So by the time Pocahontas comes out, I wonder how many of them were like, ah, crap, we made the wrong choice because well, I mean, like, that movie at that point was huge. I mean, just after uh, uh, Lion King comes out, like when you start seeing the numbers oh, pouring yeah. for that, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. oops. And I remember being really excited about Pocahontas uh, again when – Lion King came out in theaters was the first time I saw the Pocahontas trailer, and the Pocahontas trailer was basically the colors of the wind scene. They were kind of into doing that at that time, where they gave you a scene from the movie as the trailer, and it it looks phenomenal. I mean, that scene is gorgeous, but it didn't do anywhere near the Lion King numbers. And so I just wonder if a lot of those people were like, "Oh man, do we know anybody we that was like who like really kind of?" The biggest name I know that worked on Pocahontas was Glenn Keane. I mean, I meant Lion King. 
Oh, Lion King. The biggest name that I know. Well, there's a couple names. I mean, Mark Henn is a pretty famous name in Disney animation. He did Young Simba. Um, uh, Ruben Aquino did Adult Simba. Uh, Scar, who I think is the best animation in the movie, was done by Andreas Deja, who we've mentioned before on the show. Mm-hmm. He's unbelievable. I think that's the the masterpiece within this masterpiece is Scar. Um, oh, Aaron Blaze, who's a very famous... He does... Um, I think it's called Creature Art Teacher, where he basically does courses online now to draw live animals. Like, he does lots of lions and oh. lots of African stuff. So he was one of those people who was very interested in drawing animals, and that's why he wanted to work on Lion King. And I'm glad he did, because he's one of the best animal drawers I've ever seen. <laughs> he's really good. Um, so, you know... There, there are names in that movie who became big names in animation, but who at the time, it wasn't the top tier at Disney. So I think this movie made a lot of those people a name. I mean, clearly, they, they struck gold with it. Yeah. I'd say brownish gold. <laughs> yeah. He looks blue. <laughs> so, man, fantastic pick. I'm glad we got to watch it for your birthday. Yeah. Did you have a happy birthday? It was pretty good. Good. It's pretty good. <laughs> so, do you want to rank? So, I mean, for me, this is this isn't even going to be a different pot. Yeah. This is so good. Oh, you're going to give it its own rating five scale. Five Simbas. Five Simbas. Yeah. I like, like it. Five Dipper Pines is like the is like four Simbas. So this is five Simbas. Wow. Okay. What about so you? So you've given it an extra special rating I scale extra special too. Rating scale. Well, for me, I'm gonna stick with Jimmy Crickets because I'm a traditionalist. But no question, that's a five. This is a hundred percent five. It is one of the greatest things ever created. So good. Yeah. So we're in agreement there. Well, that's good. What we might not be in agreement with is our top five list. Yeah, because mine's pretty <laughs> golden. Mine's pretty lame. I'm not really that <laughs> proud of it, but there's not a lot of. I didn't have a lot of choices that I felt strongly about. So, but you want to move it into that? Yeah, let's go into the top five. Do it. And now for another top five. All right. So for this top five, we have a special audience member. Say hi, Oliver. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, direct from Chicago. It's Oliver. Oh, man. Okay, so Gavin, what did we decide to do this time? Well, if you guys remember back during our <laughs> 101 Dalmatians episode, a movie full of dogs, we ranked our top five animated cats. So in this movie, filled with animated cats, we're going to rank our top five animated dogs. Yeah. We thought that was appropriate. So, so I think did... it's my turn to go first. Yeah. You I get think... the final say in this one. So I'm going to kick it off here. And I'm going to go with some TV animation. I know I'm surprising you right now, but I'm going to go with Brian from Family Guy. (laughs) He is my favorite character in that show. Um, I'm always entertained by him. He's one of the Seth MacFarlane-voiced characters, and he's hilarious. So, Brian from Family Guy. I like it. Good. I like it. So for (laughs) That's the last thing I have from TV. (laughs) So for my number five... I went a little bit weird with this I'm one. I'm not surprised. Went weird with this one. Okay. I went anime. <laughs> but, what? But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's not a lot of like really good anime dogs okay. that do a lot. 
Right. So like Ein. Like Ein. Well, he plays that game. <laughs> yeah, he plays chess. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets hopped up on mushrooms and like jumps around. Once. Um, but no, I went with. This is gonna be weird. I went with Inuyasha. Okay. He's a half dog demon. Oh, so okay. He's like half dog demon, half human. So right. Technically dog. All right, I'll give but it I to you. But I wanted to put at least one anime on here. Sure. So I went with Inuyasha, which is technically it's a dog. Hmm. I didn't know that. And he's voiced by Richard Ian Cox. Awesome. You know who that is. I don't. But no, I mean, and it was, like, I would say that's probably the longest running thing that Toonami's ever had. Oh, yeah. Would be Inuyasha, because, I mean, it ran for, like, ten years. Dang. On reruns. Wow. And everything. It's like, jeebus. Hmm. But yeah. But yeah, so my number five, Inuyasha. All right. Interesting pick. Half demon... Dog man, yeah, half dogs. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so my number five, no, sorry, four, is a Disney movie which I'm not even sure you've ever seen. Oh, you can you can check. I've probably seen it. Yeah, probably. Um, it's the title character of the movie Bolt. Did you ever see that one? No. <laughs> no. Um, Bolt is a really beautiful animated movie it doesn't have the greatest story or it doesn't have the i mean it's voiced by john travolta so it's eh, it's got its limitations but the dog and the concept behind this dog it's genius and i think he's a really cool looking dog and i do like the adventure that they go on i think you might like bolt there's no romance in in it yeah she's the girl yeah um it's a really clever movie but that's my pick for number four, because he's a okay. cool-looking little dog. Nice. And he's, like, classically loyal, like a dog. And he's just, like, just narrow, laser-focused on helping his owner and getting back with her. So it's kind of touching. Okay, nice, nice. Yep. My number four, I know this is this is something that you're not a fan of, Ooh. but I went with Snoopy. Okay. From Peanuts. Peanuts, iconic dog. Yes. Big, big time iconic dog. Maybe the most famous animated dog? I would say. Probably. Up there. Scooby-Doo's got to be up there, too. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows. There's that Eddie Izzard skit where, you know, he talks about, you know, if you go to another country, just just say Scooby-Doo, and they're like, oh, Scooby-Shaggy, scooby yeah. Nice. But, yeah, I went with Snoopy, just because, okay. I mean, he's the Red Baron. Yeah, he's probably my favorite part of Peanuts. Snoopy. I don't know, dude. Charlie Brown and the dude, the relationship between Charlie Brown and Peppermint Patty, ship them so hard. Yeah, you do. You do. I don't care enough to ship anybody in peanuts. Yeah, sorry. Right. It's just not my bag, man. It's, it's not, not your bag. bag of peanuts. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> atrocious. Jokes by Josh. Okay, my number three is Slinky Dog from Toy Story and Toy Story 2, and Toy Story 3, and soon to be Toy Story 4. Wait, you know in that one? We thought, Bo, we thought Bo Peep was going to be in Toy Story 3, but she ain't. Is she not in it at all? I think, no. Is huh. there a picture of her? Maybe. Or maybe it's one of those things they like look off into the distance and they see her, and she like, fades <laughs> out. Some I crap don't know. like that. I, I don't remember, but I mm-hmm. Slinky Dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, you can talk louder. No one cares. Okay. Uh, Slinky Dog is hilarious. It's it's voiced by, gosh, I'm forgetting his name, the guy that was Ernest in all the Ernest movies. Ernest Goes to Camp. You know those? You know who I'm talking about? I'm getting no response here, so I'm going to say no. no. Anyway, Slinky Earth. Dog. Slinky Dog's amazing. 
Not really a dog. He's a toy. He's a toy. But you did a demon dog. Technically, man. he was a half dog demon, so technically was part dog. He was a half. Yeah, well, mine's half toy dog, toy dog. Slinky. So yours is a toy dog demon, and mine's a mine's a half dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So for my number th- three, mm-hmm. three, Round yeah. three. My number three. I went back to anime, and I did Ein. Nice. Yeah. I figured he would make your list. Yeah, I mean he's the perfect little corgi he is a little corgi and if my corgi would have been a boy his name would have been ein you had a corgi yeah what'd you name it scout oh after okay. uh, gene louise finch from okay. to kill a mockingbird nice wow impressive mm-hmm. all right ein yeah so because i mean yeah we already said gets hopped up on mushrooms once and you know jumps around yeah and honestly that's the only dog i can think of in anime but of course i haven't watched as much as well, you. well i mean there's um what was the name of uh, Risa Hawkeye's uh, Black Hayate? I think you're right. Something like that? Yeah, yeah. In, in Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. In, in Brotherhood. She, she I just a can't dog picture any dog. There is, okay, in that, this is an anime, but there is that, in the very first episode of Samurai Jack, he helps that oh, he does. population of dog characters, but none of those are really that great. Yeah. So, no. I didn't think of them. There's that dog in... Uh, I forget. <laughs> Forgotten. There's dog Pokemon. That's yeah. Seriously. Oh, I didn't even think about a Pokemon. There, there's a doggymon. Like a Houndoon or uh, Growlithe. Yeah, Growlithe. Oh man. <laughs> Trap. There's, like, there's, like, there's the legendary dogs. Oh like, uh, yeah. Dogs. And the uh, oh Snubble. The stupid yeah, yeah. pink bulldog. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not uh, familiar with any Digimon. of these. I forgot, also forgot Gabumon. He's a dog. Dang it. Okay. Man, right. you missed out. Those Ash, are like your two favorite things. He made me a wolf because he turned into a wolf. They're all the same. Yeah. Dogs, wolves. Same family tree, I really. I dude. Not in Balto. They're not? No, man. I never saw Balto. Because like, like, they all shun Balto because he's half a wolf. He's half uh, dog, half wolf, and they're all like mean to him. That's not like, right. You can't race. You're a, you're a halfling. That's more of a wow. That's more of a that's more of a hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like you're a mudblood. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I didn't see that movie. Like, you never saw Balto? No, it didn't interest me. Is it good? Balto's fantastic. Really? Yeah. Okay, maybe I should watch that one. I've never seen it because Balto. It, Is it like a Don Bluth movie? I have no it's idea like who did it. Yeah. It's, right. It's weird. Right. I don't know. I'm not a dog person. There's a Russian so... goose. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. You sold me on Russian Goose. And there's a love story and a small child. Wow. It has everything, it sounds like. Oh, can like. we do it? And some live action, too. Oh, I, I, yeah. I don't really? know if we can do it because there is a live action sure, scene the last, like, three minutes. Of I don't care. We could do Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We're not going to do Who Framed Roger But we could because, oh, my gosh. Uh, Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. What do you got? Okay, you my number two. two. Wait, what was mine? Ein. Yeah. Ein. <laughs> My number two is Zero from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Jack's ghost, a ghost ghost dog. Well, he's a ghost of a dog. We don't know if it was a dog. Which then there's that fan theory that isn't he the ghost of what was it? It was like the the dog that's in Corpse Bride. It's like Jack's Zero is the son oh, of yeah, that dog. Know. It was something. I can't remember. <clears throat> well, because the corpse bride happens Jack... a long time ago, and so that so guy's just new. That guy's dog. Well, he's 
he's in Wouldn't today. Jack be, like be considered a god though? I mean, I consider him a god. I don't know what the story oh, considers see, him. Oh, I was considering like Jack being like a god. So like eternal being forever, yeah. Oh. Maybe I never thought of it that way. Oh. I thought of them as just mortals. They just have magical I mean, powers that Santa's a god can create. I would assume holidays. Well, maybe I, would I mean put up there they don't in, really in address any stature. of this in the movie. So. Well, in Rise of the Guardian. <laughs> anyway, my pick for number two is Zero because I think he's a genius work of design, very cleverly done, and. Hey, I think he's great. Did you uh, when we had the uh, the Halloween thing? Did you go by mm-hmm. any of the uh, walk by any of the cubes? Um, there, there I walked by a, some of there them. There were quite a few of the Nightmare Before Christmas ones. Were there? And there was one that had a really good zero. Oh, I didn't like, see it that. It was really, really like they got like a sheet mm-hmm. and basically almost modeled it. Yeah. And it was perfect. Nice. It just kind of like dangled by their cube they had like some fishing wire so he kind of mm-hmm. like floated there it was Sweet. super cool that's his awesome. nose lit up it was great it was, wow. it was so cool they went all the way yeah it was that's cool i think they were the they were the team that won oh yeah. nice i did not see that cube. i think that like i said there were like nine of them yeah now that we're spread out across three different buildings yeah, uh, it's, just... it's too much too much um my number two i went with a little show that used to be on cartoon network uh-huh. I went with the cowardliest of dogs. I went with Courage, the cowardly dog. What? Yeah. What show is that from? It's called Courage. From Courage, the, Cow- the cowardly oh, okay. dog. I've never heard of that. Yeah, he's, oh, hold on, let's see. Uh, someone, Vamp. Someone, oh, you're telling us to you vamp? You guys suck at vamp. <laughs> I didn't know what you meant. Yeah, you vamp. looked I mean, at your vamp. phone I mean, and you vamp. said trying, vamp like I'm you were trying, calling up a I'm, voice-activated app. I'm pulling you a... I don't know. Vampy. Uh, that could be. Why couldn't that be a thing? Well, why? No, what? Let's create Vampy. That's courage. Oh, I have seen this. Stuff. Yeah. Okay, I and thought he, he was saves, part of another he show. Muriel and doesn't really care for Eustace that much. Oh man. Kind of looks like uh, something out of Ren and Stimpy almost. Yeah, but yeah. it's better. And all kinds of almost. crazy stuff happens on their farm, and he's like rrr, 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 <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Because he's a dog. I, but right. he does talk. It's weird. Like, in the first, like, season or so, he's just like, but then he, like, talks. Yeah. And you're like, cause then he's like, Muriel. So who's a bigger chicken? This guy or Scooby? Courage. Really? Yeah. Wow, then he is chicken. But Because Scooby is scared also, of everything. But he also goes back. Like, he'll be scared, but he's he wants to save Muriel. Oh, okay. Who's, like, this old lady that, like, the old lady that, like, is his, like, Mm-hmm. Owner. Master, owner. Okay. Yeah. Like so, I mean, he he'll do basically anything. Like like a like a dog would. Right. Unlike Scooby, who's just like, he <laughs> just wants to eat. He does. Yeah. He just wants to eat sandwiches and things. Weirdo. Sandwiches. You never watched How I Met Your Mother, did you? I did not. Remember sandwiches? Did you watch How I Met Your Mother? Some of them. Some of them. Oh, so you probably don't know about the sandwiches then. No. Like sandwiches in that show. Like whenever, oh, uh, yeah, 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 whenever uh, Lily and Marshall ate sandwiches, mm-hmm. it was code. Since he's he's telling it to his kids, mm-hmm. sandwiches was code for the doobies. Ah, so they would gotcha. they would eat some sandwiches. Mm. So you would always see them, and like they would have like these big like uh, footlongs. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> nice. 
But good job, CBS. Good job, uh-huh. guys. Way to go, guys. So, Gavin, do you have any honorable mentions? I have a couple. Like I said, this was kind of a hard list for me. I'm I'm surprised that there aren't more dog-centric good movies because we live in a dog-centric culture. So, you know, there are movies like 101 Dalmatians and Lady and the Tramp, and they have a neat cast of characters that are dogs, but there's no real, like, true dog star yeah, in any was, of those, that was you know? that the problem with a lot of these anime. Yeah. Because, like, there's, there's some really good dogs, but mm-hmm. then you're, you look at it and you're like, yeah, but they, they're really just dogs. Yeah. I mean, they don't really do anything. Right. And then there's, like, kind of not very good movies like All Dogs Go to Heaven and... Dude, you didn't like Charlie? I don't know who Charlie is. I've the forgotten everything about that the movie. Dog. No, totally and, like, forgettable. And the one dog, the, the angel dog's like, Charlie, Sorry. It's don't it's lost on me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally <man>. lost on <laughs> me. So I do have a couple. I like Sparky from Frank and Weenie. Um, I like Toby from The Great Mouse Detective. Uh, Copper from yeah, Fox Copper. and the Hound. Doug from Up. And, of course, you can't talk about animated dogs and not talk about Pluto. Like, Pluto is, like, the original Disney animated dog. Um, So, he gets a mention. Um, But, yeah, that's about it. I couldn't, I just couldn't come up with a whole lot else. I think I've got what his number one is. Oh, you know what my number one is. Oh, yeah. You absolutely, you want to tell the people what my number one is? I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. Is it Goofy, Gavin? No, it's not. First of all. Technically, Goofy oh, yeah, is right. not a dog. He's a goof. He is defined whoa, as whoa, a goof. Whoa, whoa, what? He was never goof? intended to be a dog. He's a goof. He's not a dog. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, he's a it's goof? a cartoon. Yes. He was never meant as a dog. He's not a dog. Pete is also a goof. Yes. He's, he's just a he's weird, goofy-looking character, but he's not a dog. He's not meant to be a dog. Oh, yeah. Pluto is the dog. It's Gromit. It's Gromit. Oh, yeah. It's my number one. Gromit from Wallace and Gromit, the silent dog who solves everything. I love him. He's, he's my dog. Okay. <laughs> so. And Josh hates him. Why, Josh? Why it's do you just, hate it so I don't much? hate it. It's just like you love it. So, it's like your obsession with Pinocchio. I don't yeah. understand. It's well founded. It's no beautiful work, man. No, I I bet if we if we were to poll random people and be like, hey, oh no, like, I understand that today's contemporary audience they don't have the patience for classics. They're no, not. They don't have, care like, about we Pinocchio. Have the for classics. It's just like there's a cutoff. It's the same thing with Rogue One. There's not memorable characters. Oh, wow. That is totally untrue. No. I can't wait for a Pinocchio episode. The Lion King has memorable characters. (laughs) Absolutely. If you ask people, name five characters in... Okay, we'll do this. Name five characters in The Lion King. Okay, Oliver. You got to come through, dude. Simba, Mufasa, Rafiki... Here, come over here. Come over here. Come over here. Come over here. Yeah, talk on the mic. All right. Simba, Mufasa, Rafiki, Timon, and Pumbaa. Great. Okay. Name five characters... From Pinocchio. Yeah. Come on, dude. Come on. Is that Figaro? Uh, yep. Jimmy Cricket. Yep. Pinocchio. Yep. Geppetto. Yep. Whoever that whale thing was. <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> so close. 
That, okay, but I think a lot of that is because most people haven't watched that movie recently. You know, most people, yeah. you know, watched that when they were a kid or... Well, it's one of those you, know, you only have to watch once. I totally disagree. It's, it's stupendous. It's so good, man. I can't get over how good it is. So that's fine. I'll be alone in my island watching Pinocchio. Yeah, your island. Of my Misfit pleasure island. Pleasure island. Same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> somebody Same ripped thing. it off of somebody. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for my honorables, I went with Balto. Okay. The apparently I, fantastic half-dog, half-wolf. Dude, we, we're going to watch Balto. All right. Next, uh, it's not a Christmas movie, but it takes place in snow. So it'll be next. <laughs> it'll, it'll be our be next holiday next movie. Next year holiday okay. stuff. Okay. Um, like this one for you know the week before Christmas we do this freaking Savannah. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> you know. Yeah. Get your mind off. Well, it's like ten degrees outside. I know it's terrible. I'm just kidding. It's not ten. It's when twenty. I, for, I looked it up. It's twenty. Oh, it's twenty-one. Oh, when I went out for breakfast this morning, it was nine. Yeah. So it so must have cold. been really heated up. I um, like it. I went with Brian Griffin. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Jeez. I, I wanted to put Santa's Little Helper on my list, too, but I didn't. That's okay. You don't have to do that. I know. I knew I wouldn't get any Simpsons love in here, so keep going with your honorable mentions. It's all right. Uh, I did have Copper on there. Nice. Um, just because, I mean, Fox and the Hound. It, I don't know why, but it's sad. What do you mean you don't know why? It's obvious why it's sad. Well, yeah, but it's sad, but I also haven't watched it in so long. I don't mm. remember why it was sad. Mm-hmm. I just remember, it's like, don't watch this. It's sad. It's sad. Uh, I know that there's a bear. Oh, that bear is terrifying. Yeah. So good. And, like, it attacks. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think we think Copper dies. Well, it's close. It's, it's touch and go there for a minute. Yeah, but then he comes back. Doesn't something happen to uh, uh the fox's family? Doesn't she, like, get... Like, his mom get, like, killed or something by the hunter oh, guy. Oh, um, yes. I think yeah, the his mom gets hunted down in the beginning. That's probably why I don't want to watch it. It's kind of a Bambi start. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, <laughs> So, for my number one, I went with another Cartoon Network show. Shocker. I went with Jake the Dog. From Adventure Time. Nice. Voiced by John DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. Who's Joker everyone. Second best. He's Well, third best. Well, fourth best. He's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely the second best. Okay. I mean, you can't really top Hamill, but after Hamill, I mean, yeah, it would be DiMaggio and then and, and he does Brent this Spiner. And he does this dog? <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah, he's okay. he's the dog. I've never seen that show. He's stri- yeah, You're not surprised, yeah, I know. He's stretchy. He's stretchy. Yeah. He can basically become whatever he wants to become. So he's like, he's he can like more, Gumby. like he's a shapeshifter? Kinda. Yeah. But he just like uses his body. So oh. like what Gumby does. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, he's like, I want to I be a car, and he turns into a car, and you can like drive him. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's your number one pick. That's my number one pick with Jake Wow. Dog. Impressive. We had an entirely different list that time, yeah. dude. Oliver, like, your number one dog. Man, we put him on the spot. Charlie from All the Dogs Go to Heaven. Charlie from All the Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, man. All right. Well. Here we go. There's 11 dogs, kids. 11 11 dogs. (laughs) I should have put, like, Pongo. Oh, from Dalmatians. Yeah. Actually, probably Lucky. 
I thought of it, but yeah, it's like that's such an ensemble cast. Like none of them really, even Lady and the Tramp, like none of them really stand out as ooh, that's my favorite and yeah, one. Like, we didn't put any of the Aristocats on our on our cat, our list. cat list. No, I we? think that was one of the things that Liam had a problem with. Yeah, there was no. Yeah, well, Liam has a problem with a lot of things. Yeah, he doesn't like our top fives. He doesn't like our top fives. <laughs> no, he likes some of them. He just had a real problem with our cats one, which he still hasn't um, told us exactly why. Yeah, no. Did we ever get his list of top cats? I don't think we got his list think of top so. cats. He was all complaining about it, but then we yeah. never got anything. Yeah, well. And he Liam, never, and, Liam, send us your top five never, cats, dude. He was never like, yeah, Josh, I'll you know do awesome duet with you at D23. That Ooh, never happened. I, I want that to happen. I mean, I want you guys to be like standing in front of the castle at Disneyland singing. Dude, I'll that. dress up like Jasmine. I got. No I don't. No, 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 no. I don't want no, that. No, no. I want that. No, nobody wants that. We don't want that. But we do want the singing. <laughs> now you guys. Oh, now it'd be cool if you guys did a Disney bound. You know what that is? No, what's that? Okay, Disney bounding is where you create an it outfit. Sounds, it sounds not good. <clears throat> No, it is. It is. You, you create an outfit of, of normal clothes, but it's all inspired by a character because all of the Disney characters have an iconic color scheme. You know, so like if you wanted Disney bound as the genie, you'd have like a light blue shirt, a red belt, and dark blue pants. And you could okay. be Disney bounding as the genie. Now you do it, you kind of fancy it up or you so give it a little something like teal and aquamarine yeah with like a gold belt or something okay, you know cool. like you could you could definitely disney bound yeah, as jasmine did, did, did she have like a and i could see him in a vest yeah, so we could we could make this happen we i think we need to get you and liam disney bounding as jasmine and aladdin singing a whole new world will you be apu i will be apu you should yeah i like monkeys unlike you Monkeys are gross. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about it, man. That we've been fun... talking forever. Yeah, we've had a lot of breaks in here. Yeah, but it's your birthday episode, Yay. so we just talked and talked and talked. So for my birthday episode, are you going to edit this? Um, I don't think you want that. I don't know how Cause, to. Because it would just be this hour and 36 minutes. Yes, be yes. Like, be like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so I guess we're done. I think we're done. Any any other thing? I'm gonna cut no? out what we said about Rogue One before because we yeah. did we did go into some spoilery stuff. We so without did. any spoilers, did you like the CG elements? That was elements in this movie. There were some pretty phenomenal CG elements. And there, there were was some one not phenomenal CG. Well, two, and everybody's two. saying that, but I need well, to see no, it again because it's one. so quick. There's another one. There is. Um, think of like some weird tentacle hentai that's in that movie mm. you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i can't think of it so i have to watch okay, it again yeah, yeah. you know me it, it i don't have any details in my head anymore yeah but there's the one character mm-hmm. well I, it's good. not really a spoiler because we knew that he was going to be in this and he was going to be cgi i didn't oh well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well but all in all very good yeah i thought Still better than The Force Awakens. Oliver, Oliver, better than The Force Awakens? I like it better. Gavin, better than The Force Awakens? I like Force Awakens better. Of course, he has to be the contrarian. No, I just have an opinion. Yeah. But yeah, well, we had talked about it. It's like, better characters in The Force Awakens. Remake a four. They should remake all of them. What? Oh, no. They pretty much already did with seven. 
Like, <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, well, like, no. you can do the same care. I mean, if you can make a really cool-looking, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin, maybe you can do some CG with some of the other characters. Maybe make them a little bit better. Hmm. Maybe wake uh, Luke less whiny. Luke? What about Anakin? Anakin's fine. We know Anakin's going to be whiny. He is. And that's just Hayden Christensen. Yeah, that's true. And Jake Lloyd. Sorry, Have you seen him sorry, in anything Brady. else? Um, I've jumper. never seen him in anything else. You ever saw Jumper? Uh-uh. What's that? Uh, it's about... Samuel Jackson movie. Yeah, it's Samuel oh. Jackson movie. <laughs> um, it's like if you can control Quantum Leap, but... Oh. I, no, 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 not really. Uh, it's more... He's he's like Nightcrawler. No, 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 so, Nightcrawler. From... He's a teleporter. Nightcrawler is a big worm that you use when you go fishing. I mean, if you want to, you know, eat them. Like, how to eat fried worms. Yeah, there's that, that too. Yep. Wow, that was a fun ramble. This is an amazing close to an episode. <sighs> Fantastic. Josh, edit that out. Josh, where can all the people find you, dude? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. What about you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast and on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Um, you can listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and through our web browser at www.animationstation. I guess I don't have to really put the WWs. I think but people know it. Just go to animationstationpodcast.com, yeah. click on the podcast tab, and it will launch all of our wonderful podcasts. Yeah. Right. So, we done? We done. We done. Out. <laughs> so, Lion King out. We need to end it with that that beat that the movie ends on, and then they so, can just picture so, so just the Lion King. Ha! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they'll just picture in their minds the black screen with the red letters, the Lion King. I'm leaving all this in. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Animation Station podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. 